0: Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort. Victor out. Hey,
1: hey. What are you doing? I'm uh, just living,
0: man. <laughs> just yeah. living. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks.
1: All you've been well, doing is living. I've been here. You've been out in the jet setting, you know. <laughs> I was going over oh, the Lord. It's,
0: it's Deacon Jeff's fault. He's so busy. You yeah. can't, can't tie him down anymore. But no, uh, yeah, I was out of town a little bit. But uh, it's funny the answer you gave there. You said living. You right. know, I've been living. It made me think of, uh, what's that movie? Dazed and Confused with Matthew uh, McConaughey. Classic, uh, classic uh, yeah, Was he playing that? Wooderson. The guy that's L I V I N, just living, man.
1: L I V I N, just living. You know, yep.
0: it's, he's made a lot of money off that. Well, by the Well, <laughs> speaking
1: of living, uh, I got to congratulate you yeah. on your most recent recreational pur- purchase. Oh yeah, yeah, your yeah, boat. Yeah. So now you're the dude with the boat, and then now, like you know, John will be giving charter fishing lessons for everybody. <laughs> so please call in. Yeah, <laughs> just get in a pew it's, it's a one nine hundred. It's one
0: person. It's a one person boat, so I'm afraid you're not going to be able uh, to you go know. anywhere. <laughs> But no, uh, you're right. I've been doing some things like that. I I was able to get a little boat for Jacob and I to fish in, and um, you know, just trying to to live out the vocation of father. And you know, and and, you know, what you said about living, and that comment about Matthew McConaughey. That's really the way a a lot of guys go through life. If you remember that guy in the movie, you know, he shows up and he's kind of standing there, and he's older than everybody else. He's got the job, he's got the car, but he's still sort of living in the past he's living in a mediocre life you know he's right
1: his life already peaked
0: yeah yeah Yeah. pretty much he's not moving forward he's he's the guy that's popular with people that he shouldn't be running around with right he should be kind of the creepy
1: guy that just won't go away from like yeah
0: right and so that's you know it made me start thinking about uh you know the way that so many men today that we we live our we live our lives we we get stuck i know i did for a long time in adolescence and immaturity and and we we stay in the same place we don't move forward uh, very well, uh, a lot of men today. Uh, you can blame video games, society, whatever you want, but you see a lot of men not taking that, that step forward in their life, really trying to see what their purpose is, figure that out, and move into their vocations. And, and you know, part of that reason is because I think that we've we've misunderstood or haven't picked up on what God has been asking of us. And sure. what I mean by that is, I was at that conference you alluded to, the jet setting thing, um, I was at a NACFLAM concert, or con- not what concert, was it? it wasn't a concert, nobody <laughs> okay. was singing, it was not- a conference gotcha. um, of family life ministers for all the dioceses in the country out in Denver, and uh, Kevin Trotter's wife, uh, Lisa Trotter, was giving a talk, and I just happened to look up at the screen and saw this verse that I've always loved in my life, but I just, you know, it's one of those things you, you haven't come across it in a while, and it was John 10.10, 10, and it's the end of uh, when Jesus is talking about being the shepherd and the gate, and And that the sheep will hear his voice and follow him and and all of those lines and that this this line comes at the end 10 10 of that of that passage it's normally in the daily reading or in that gospel reading and it's i came so that that they may have life and have it more abundantly that's john 10 10. and it made me it just kind of grabbed my attention on the screen and it made me think you know wow i really understand what that means now uh and just recently you know there's been a lot of things obviously we've told my story a bunch of times on here about The drugs and alcohol, and not living correctly, but um, you know, and even over the last three years of of trying to minister to men, being involved in ministry, whether it's through you know my occupation or through our our group at our church, or just walking with people, you know, ministry became very quickly for me what I I thought I needed to be doing. Just I got to be out there saving men. I got to save men from what I went through, and and really, it's not up to me to save. You know, it's me to, to plant the messages and, and and to uh and try to lead men through what I've learned through my own personal witness and hope it makes a difference in somebody's life. But I looked at this verse and just when you break it down, it, Jesus is saying, I came so that they may have life and not only have life, but have it more abundantly. So I started thinking about that in that moment, like, oh, what does that mean? And what should it mean to men in our lives? Because I think so often with scriptures we, we get hung up in that main part, like that part about the shepherd and the gate, and all that, so that can be confusing to somebody just reading through that. So you spend a lot of time focusing on that and you can miss this gem at the end where Jesus is just saying, like, look, this is the reason I came, to give you life. So if you start to look at that, that should tell you right off the bat, God didn't just create us to exist. He didn't create us just to live a mediocre life where we're just doing our own thing, we're walking away from the herd, we're isolated alone, we're, we're amassing our own goods here on, on earth but not participating in his plan. Like he has so much more plan for us. And Jesus is stating that here. He's saying, look, I came to let you know what what kind of life you could have and how abundant it can be and then to show you how to live it. And obviously that came, you know, if you look at when he says I came to bring you life, you have to look at another verse, which is very famous, we all know it, is uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus is saying I'm the life and then I've come to bring you life, then what he's saying is I've come to give you myself. You know, I've di- I came to sacrifice and die so that you can learn what it means to truly live this life as a follower of God, as a Christian. You know, at the time, of course, before all that happened, there wasn't a Christian, but after he went through those acts, this is what it means to be a Christian. To 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 not simply be following the law and walking aimlessly right. through life, but to know what the meaning of your whole entire existence is, what you're here for. And I think a lot of men when I when I saw that and start thinking about it, I thought man we've talked about a lot of things this is our 30th episode i mean i don't know who would have thought we'd have been here that long mm. and we may it may be our last one i don't know right. who knows yeah I still pay <laughs> rent that's right. right it's up to him but <laughs> but the thing is you know we've talked about a lot of individual pieces of life but this is such an important part to 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 get and to understand is what jesus is trying to say here
1: right and I, and we we're sorry I stumbled am I over my words and i uh, will try to do that again but <laughs> right. anyways the mind Palace wasn't catching up yet there so so what you were talking about you know the scripture is kind of like a vocation and purpose right and those are two words you mentioned so can purpose and vocation be separate or does it entwine with each
0: other I mean you know I think vocation is what you've got to look at you know and that's that's something that I'll get into in a little bit too is, is, is the difference of what I meant by the men's ministry and where I am now um you know, we're all called a vocation, whether it's, you know, to be a father or a deacon or a priest or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever your vocation is out there, even your, you know, fatherhood, all of that. And so when God wants to bring you, when Jesus says, I want to bring you life, he wants to bring you an understanding right. that's of how to live. Yeah, right. that's your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then how to live that out through your vocation. So your vocation is the means by which you, you live out your purpose. And that's that's the thing, like for me, for a long time I just thought I vocation was never a word that came into my you know, my vocabulary it was just I'm supposed to get up it was like an eternal groundhog day right that movie with Bill Murray where you get up and you put on the same clothes and you do the same thing and, and you know it's it's go to work get up go to work take kids to school or take kids to school go to work you know do that come home you know finish your call reports pour, pour a beer which obviously turned into more significant things for me besides beer and, and there's drugs in there but but like it was the same thing every day and so I know there's got to be a lot of men out there, whether you're, you know, the drugs or the addictions, take, leave it or take it out of there, that are just walking around life saying, what am I here for? Like, there's got to be more to life than this. And it can come to anybody. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here with a beautiful wife, three beautiful children, anything you could want money, cars, a house, anything we wanted to do, we could financially. And, and you know, most guys think that's what Jesus means when he says to live life abundantly to have whatever I want, to have a mass that's just huge amount of stuff.
1: Yeah, be pros- prosperous.
0: Right, but that's not what he's saying and, and, and that's something that took me a very long time to figure out and I would dare to say I am just now starting to be on the edge of figuring it out and it was really something I wanted to talk about today and I got emotional at home thinking about it, it was just as I look back now on my life and where I was and the mistakes I made and just how oblivious I was to what the whole reason for me being here was. Even the fact of continuing to procreate right like missing out small nuggets like that but but just not understanding that god made me for a specific reason and over these last three years he's He's drawn me into that purpose but like you said I, i've understood the purpose but i haven't understood the vocation right and
1: that's i was getting at you know yeah. we, we all know our purpose on life is to really fulfill ourselves in the sense of our faith mm-hmm. not everyone follows through with that but we all have a basic understanding that there is a god and those that ignore it it's one of those things they have to deal with it. But a p- purpose and, like you said, vocation doesn't necessarily have to exist with each other. They coexist with each other. Right. Because if you have purpose, you yeah, had to live for God, but then, okay, now what I do?
0: Right. And right? that's and that's where we've talked about some of that lately, like with the patience uh, show we did last. We talked about being present, being in the present moment and being patient and quit looking to the future. And I think that's how so many of us try to cope is that we're you know, we saying, well, I don't know why I'm here, so I'm gonna look forward to the next thing mm-hmm. because that's all I've got because I can't be happy and peaceful and and, and comfortable in this moment. And that's one thing right now that I, I've started, by the grace of God, learning to do. Um, you know, for a long time, I thought, okay, I'm not doing the drugs anymore and, and Jesus is coming to my life and I gotta answer the call to Jesus. Well, I was very one-sided with that. I had the horse's blinders on, right? Like, I'm just looking straight forward. And to me, that looked like running men's events and joining men's ministry and going and speaking around the country throwing yourself into everything. Right. Yeah, like right. just just but it under the guidance of, of of it's it's for God, it's for Jesus. It's for men. It's and I'm not the savior of the world. Jesus has already taken care of that. Right. And he's given us that gift of sacrificing his life to show us what it means to truly start understanding your purpose. That we're here to be a gift. We're here to live for others. And I think so many of us get to the age where and we've talked about this before where as young men you're coming up and you're going, Okay, I'm looking at my dad, or I'm looking at examples of other men, and I'm supposed to go to school, like high school, finish that, try to excel in a sport, maybe get a scholarship, maybe go to college. If not, get a job doing something, find a pretty girl, marry her, settle down, have two point five kids, and then all of a sudden you hit like your mid thirties. Like, what am I doing? Like what am I is this all there is? Is this all there is to life is just me, you know, clock it in and clock it out the front door and coming back at night and clock it back into it. And, and so a lot of guys, I think, they find a great unhappiness in that. And it's unsettling because you're like, where's the next box to check? Right. And where you find yourself is, is and I think that's what Jesus is trying to tell us today through this verse is is just, I came so that they may have life and have it abundantly. I came to explain to you and to show you this stuff. So what it made me start doing is, is really looking into my life here lately and saying, what am I doing? And I'm running around all the time, so stressed and trying to do everything worrying about whether there's a new podcast out yet, worrying about whether there's a daily video reflection. And then I stumbled on this moment with my son, you know, when you talked about that boat and going fishing. And I sort of started realizing I needed a hobby. Like, right, I, That that's great to go full forward into, into Jesus and everything, but we still need to be what we're called to be. And, and for me, that's a father. You know, that's a husband. And so, I'm trying not to get emotional here, but over the last couple of weeks, man, like just this, just I don't I don't want to go I want to do whatever the Lord asks me don't let me not phrase that wrong, but I'm starting to begin to understand that I'm not doing anything correctly I'm failing at everything if I'm not leading my family if I'm not there for my wife mm-hmm. if my wife is overstressed and I'm going okay we'll talk about it later and I'm heading out the door to go save men's lives from the devil and everything else if I'm leaving her to handle that if I'm leaving my children without a father around you know so God has really shown me. And through this verse, it was almost like he's point he was tapping me on the shoulder again and saying, see, this is what we're doing. Like I know you're anxious that you haven't done these things you've been doing, the podcast, the the videos, yeah. You, you hadn't been in touch with Victor as much or or David or Nick, but look what you're doing, your family's blossoming and look at your children, how much how much they're growing and just those relationships. And that's what you're here for, like to touch others and to sacrifice and to die. And if that means, you know, hey, I, there's a night I can't go speak at something or I can't go be a part of a men's function. Then that's just the way it's got to be because my son may need me to just simply sit by him on the couch mm, and be there right and i think so often it what men that get into ministry we get confused on that right we think well if i'm not doing something if i'm, if I'm idle i'm doing nothing but we got to get rid of that thought that's what jesus is saying like i'm going to show you how to live and live abundantly and that abundant part comes from not possessions and what you can amass and all that but understanding that if you're doing what he asks, when you're sacrificing yourself, when you're giving for another, when you're truly living your vocation, when that that light switch starts to turn on, then there's an outpouring of grace from that. That he's going to say, Yeah, now you get it, right? Now you're getting it. Now you're. It's not about how many how many events that you go to and how many boxes you check. It's about did you look at your kid and give him a minute today of your time? Did you ask him how he was? Did you look at your wife and make sure that they're above all else, other than God. That she's taken care of today, and and I think that there's in our pursuits of all these things that we have to have in life, right? The worldly view of of abundant is is to do all these things. We lose that and we forget that. Whether it's in a fatherhood or in our priestly vocation or whatever vocation it is you're called to, but you know the thing that I, I guess I'm trying to say in this moment right now is is I have finally understood. There's a song that I've been listening to. Um, and I can't even remember what, what it is called right now, but some of the words are. You want to sing it for us? So no, we can, maybe we can Nobody identify. wants that, trust me. Ready, one, two, three. Do you want to three. lose uh, listeners quick? Okay. Let me start. But, um, we can
1: harmonize. I'm thinking
0: yeah, Jeff's here. Yeah, I, he, he might be able to handle it, but I think there'll be radio dials turning off pretty quick for uh, on my part. But no, that just as part of this song, it talks about, like, he's the fountain I drink from and the fire in my veins. And when I listen to that now, I've always desired to feel that. You know, just this just constant, you know, man, it's like I'm just drinking from those graces constantly. It's like an overflowing fountain. And it's been that way lately. And it hasn't come because I've been out every weekend speaking to people about Cardinal Studios Arise or, or Just a Guy in the Pew or any of that stuff. It's come from just sitting with my family. You know, and understanding, like, God's wanting to show me how much he loves me in this moment by giving me this gift of time with my family. Mm-hmm. And I I really wanted to center on that today because I think there's so many men out here because I was one of them for so long that have just, we miss that. You know, we're we're too busy looking. What's the saying? You're missing the, uh, you can't see the forest because of the trees. That whole idea. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I mean, what you're going on is another thing is that parable uh, about the treasure in the field, you know, or the pearl where someone like say he's inspecting the field is not his. Maybe it's a neighbors or whatever, and he stumbles upon something that's of high value. Of course, now what does he do? He goes out and sells every possession he has. So in a way, he's saying like everything that was once important to him is now secondary because he found a great greater treasure than that, which is you know, Christ, you know, yeah. God's love. And so what what we all do when we get to that point we find find out, like he said, our purpose and our vocation. That's like finding that treasure in a field, and we sell everything that we thought was important. Is not non important anymore, and this is where we need to pursue ourselves because that's where you said our happiness or joy, abundantly living, comes from finding treasure like that.
0: Right, and then and, you know today in Mass I was sitting there I was reading the community antiphon antiphon, and I looked down, and it, this was it today. It said, "It was not you who chose me, says the Lord, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last." John fifteen sixteen is where it was taken from. And when I saw that, I knew what we were doing today. I was like, man, he just keeps putting signs in front of me. That that's that's you know, John trying to tell you there in, in um you know, in the words of Christ, that you have a purpose. And that's why he came to die to show you that purpose, to show you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be running around and being everything to everybody, that you have to center on where God has put you in your life. If that's family, if you're called to the to fatherhood, then be good at that, be really good at that. And it's going to, right, and drink from those graces, drink from that fountain, and everything else you're doing, if you are doing ministry, if you are, if it's just simply being an example to people at work of living your faith, you're gonna do it better, because you're starting to find out he's giving you life, because you've said yes, you've surrendered, which we talked about before, you're giving yourself over, you're allowing the Spirit to speak to you through, through prayer and through study, and just being open but also through experiencing the gifts that he's already given you you know realizing man you know my children can teach me how to love better my wife can certainly teach me how to be a better man and how to how to be more respectful and how to how to be a better listener and all of these things that she's taught me and and so i think that we get caught up like i said in in all of this and in this verse right here from jesus is he's trying to tell you like i came to give you life and then that life once you get it then i've appointed you to go out and bear fruit so that you can bring other people. So I can then give them that gift of life again and show them an abundance. And that's really what we're called to do: is is become a disciple and then go and be a missionary disciple, bring other people to Him. And it's just, you know, it's something that that I just think we all struggle with. And anybody out there that's listening to this right now, if you're a guy that's that's sitting there going like, he's speaking right now to me. Like I, I don't know where I'm going. All I'm doing is just seems like the alarm clock six oh one every day and I start again and it's the same thing and I don't know where I'm going and I'm lost, I feel empty, you know, there's a there's a reason behind that. You should really look and say, like where, where am I at with my relationship with God? Where am I with my relationship with Jesus? Because if you don't go to Him, He's not gonna tell you these things. He's not gonna show you where He wants you. That vocation is not going to be lived. You know, there's a reason why there's tons of people out there, all these movie stars and musicians and people, NBA stars, you know, athletes that have all this money and have, have ended in suicide because at the end of the day, their version of abundance is not the one that, that we're called to live. And Jesus is trying to tell you, I'm going to give you this abundant life now so that you can understand it. You can live the way you're supposed to. You can bring other people to me, and then you're going to get your true treasure. You're going to live more abundance than you can ever imagine when you get to heaven. And it's all about coming to me. That is my gift to you so that I can bring you to the Father. Right.
1: Well, and that's the thing we got to make sure treasures. One thing is treasures, love, in mm-hmm. a sense. It's not like material Maturity. possessions. Yeah, love, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. The treasure is is knowing that you are serving God's purpose in your life, um, and and that is like like say for okay. So we did we made made bags for homeless people, right? In our sure. men's group, and so an amazing thing is that when you give when someone who's in need, you are not given and make you feel better. You are given because that is a child of God. Right, you know, you're giving charity, you're giving love, and you're giving something that some, to somebody that needs something at that mo- very moment. You don't feel good about yourself because, well, look what I did, you know, because that's a selfish reason, right? But you do because you're bettering the
0: world for Christ, right?
1: And and that's what we need to focus on. That's the treasure, and that's you know? where you receive that peace. That's where yeah.
0: you know when you see somebody very anxious and very worried and very distressed all the time, that's a sign that that they're they're trying to figure out their place in life. A lot of times, it's like where am I? What am I doing? I'm always running like a chicken with my head cut off and it seems like I'm never getting anything done and it's almost like what Jesus said in the gospel a couple weeks ago and we've talked about it several times. Martha, Martha, you're worried and anxious over many things. There's but one thing and that's what he's saying here again like look, all I'm doing is asking you to listen to me and to follow me and if you'll do that, if you'll surrender, if you'll, if you'll allow me to take control of your life, which we know guys fight, then you're going to have a peace and a a comfort and an acceptability of where you are. And when you get to that point, when you stop, when those worries subside and all these things go by the wayside and you just open up, even sometimes unwittingly, then you're gonna find the place that you've been looking for. You're gonna find this peace. You're gonna find this abundance where you're gonna go, you know what? Instead of thinking, what are we doing tonight? It's Friday night, we gotta be doing something. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna meet with friends? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do that? You're gonna go, you know what? I'm gonna go home and be with my family. And whatever we do, that's enough. Yeah. You know that's enough for me and you know one of the things we're talking about you know i know you're a huge Fulton Sheen fan, machine so I always try to tee you up one yes, you know with a I quote am. from him so you know i found one that he said the virtue of hope lies not in the future of time but beyond the tomb and eternity its object is not the abundant life of earth but the eternal love of god read that one more time yeah that's all right you didn't get the first time i love it yeah, yeah but it's the virtue of hope lies not in the future of time but beyond the tomb and eternity its object is not the abundant life of earth, but the eternal love of God. Mm, and what is that yep. saying? It's like, don't be fooled with trying to live all of this right now to try to get all of these things. It's abundant things the world tells you right. because it's the wrong abundance. It's yeah, not what you're looking don't for. Don't
1: amass objects, uh, amass right. your faith. You know? and that's yeah. the
0: whole reason Jesus came was to reconcile us to the Father, yep. to become the new covenant, to to say I want, we love you so much we don't want you to be away from us here. I'm gonna give my life so that you can better understand yours and your purpose and your vocation and how to live it. And so that's the point of this whole thing. If if we're not realizing that the whole point of this life is to begin to follow Christ so we can learn how to live, so that we can begin to feel the eternal love of God that will take us through this life and into the next, then we're missing out. And this is a call to anybody out there that if you're listening to this and you don't have that, Find somebody, find your church, find, get into your Bible, start praying right now for the Lord to speak into your heart, to, to rekindle a relationship. If you don't know how, then just start by saying his name and then listen, just your openness alone is going to call him. He's going to come to you. He's going to, he's going to speak into your life and it, it, it's just to open up because I see it everywhere I go. Now there are men that you can just look at them and know. I, I'm going to church. I'm doing all these things. It's not just people outside of the church. Mm-hmm. It's people in the church. The people you see doing ministry. The people you see at everything. That are they're 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 trying with all their heart for the works, but they aren't coming to the understanding that it's got to be the acceptance of the gift and the, the idea that that Jesus wants to give you life by totally accepting His message and by beginning to follow it step by step every day. And so. It's just something that, like you know, it's something that I I am really grateful to God. Like I don't know if you can tell the passion of the Westerns thing, but it's it's something that people have told me your, your vocation's got to come first, your your family's got to come first, and I always thought I was doing it, and that's another trick of the devil, right? He makes us think that we're doing everything we need to, all in the name of Jesus, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, he can play tricks, and and by the grace of God, he has opened my eyes to that, and I've realized, you know what? If I'm just attentive to the things that God is telling me to do, and through prayer, and through scripture reading, and through just being attentive, then then that's okay, and 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 the rest is just knowing that I need to be there first for family and for for my children and for my brothers in my life. You know that that is such a grace to have all of that that I didn't have before. And and when you start to feel that love and you open up to it and you just accept, you know, I don't need. To run around and do all these things the world tells me to, I just need to be present in this moment to the people that God's putting in front of me, and that's enough. Yeah, and that's where true happiness comes from. And there's a quote here too that I wrote down. Speaking of happiness, from John Paul II, our other power quote guy, right? We usually have him in the Number show two, too. Yeah. And and he says, "It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you when nothing else you when nothing else you find will satisfy you." So let me say it again, since I mucked it up. It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you when nothing else you find will satisfy you. And that's what this whole thing is about. That is what Jesus is saying in that original verse we started with today. I came so that you may have life. If somebody ever asked, why did Jesus, what was Jesus' purpose for becoming man? He just told you. I came so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah, I and agree. So, <laughs> I thought you were going to say more than that. No, I'm well, glad you agree. Well, but.
1: well, that's the thing, you know you know obviously with that is a sense of him giving his life to us because that was straight up from his love sure you know he gave us life by his death sure so, yeah
0: well yeah. guys like i said again if you've been struggling with this all we're trying to get across today is there's more out there for you if you're one of those people guys or girls out there that are struggling with my purpose and where i am find a church find a catholic church find somebody in your life that's living the faith and go to them because they'll unlock the door to amazing graces and you're gonna be able to live this life. Live it. And not only live it, yeah. not exist, but live it abundantly. Yeah, abundantly. Yes. So why don't we finish off there, hear that music. Guys, thanks for your time again, and we're gonna close with a prayer. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you didn't create us to live a mediocre life. You had so much more in mind for us than that. Help us to receive the gift of life that your Son made possible through the sacrifice of His own. And Father, help us to not only receive that life, but to live it abundantly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at Just a guy in the pew at gmail.com.